Hey, yeah, Mike. Hey, Susie. Do you know about fundraising everywhere? Psh, what do you think? I live under a rock? Of course I know. Fundraising Everywhere is a friendly online community that provides professional development, peer support, and networking for fundraisers and future charity leaders. Gee, you're a real whiz kid. What about Everywhere Plus? Do you know what that is? Well, Susie, that's gotta be... Well, surely it's... Well, I, uh... Oh, Mike, no sweat. I'll help you understand. Everywhere Plus is a virtual events platform and project management service that works with companies, charities, and not-for-profit organizations in the charity sector. They have the team and the tech to help folks go virtual for all their important events. They've got a custom-built platform that includes hybrid events, breakout rooms, space for sponsors, and multilingual hosting. Not to mention polls and Q&A, branded live streaming, and even a virtual recording studio. Well, hey, that's pretty hip, Susie. I think I'll go check it out right now. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hello, my name is Nikki Bell, and I'm the co-founder of Everywhere Plus. And welcome to our spin-off podcast series, the Charity Virtual Events Podcast. And what we'll be doing in this Fringe podcast is speaking to virtual and hybrid event hosts, curators, thought leaders, professionals, so that you, the fantastic fundraiser that you are, will have the tools and confidence you need to move ahead with your virtual events. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is the Everywhere Plus podcast, where we highlight uh, uh, virtual events that have caught our eye, uh, talk to some of the people behind these, and just get to know a little bit about what people are doing in the virtual event and hybrid event space. Um, my guest today uh, is fantastic and comes from uh, an organization called Agency. That's the letter C, Agency. Uh, Agency is an international B Corp certified consulting company based in Toronto, Canada. Um, they offer smart solutions to socially and environmentally conscious organizations around the world. They help in all sorts of different ways, you know, whether that's consulting and coaching, um, actual fundraising strategies and other types of strategies. Um, and all sorts of things. But but the reason I've invited this person on my or our podcast today is to talk about a particular event called Giving Black. Um, and Giving Black is a virtual event that that um, has been going, well, I believe it's going for a couple of years, but we're gonna we're gonna bring on our guest in a second. Um, but it really caught our eye just in terms of, you know, the the lineup really stood out for us, some of the topics that were covered. Um, and really these were just people that we enjoyed working with in terms of uh, getting this event together. So my guest today is the business development manager um, over at Agency, and it is Tracy Deans. Hello, Tracy. Hello, 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 Simon. How are you? I am amazing, and thank you for joining us today from snowy Toronto. Yes, thank you so much for having me. You left the snow behind when you visited last week, so not really appreciate it, but thank you anyways. <laughs> well, that's one way of looking at it. You could say I brought the sunshine when I when I arrived, but yeah, I mean, let, we're, we're both glass half empty people, aren't we? So. <laughs> Just this morning, because the snow is literally here on the ground. <laughs> um, Tra Tracy, what, what, what's your role in agency? I know I know your business development, but I mean, what what is that really like? What are you trying to achieve when you're developing this business? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think titles sometimes don't explain everything that you might do, particularly 
particularly because we are a small um, but mighty, I would say, company. And so um, we often wear many hats, um, but specifically on the business development side, I do work with a lot of uh, current clients, but also prospective clients, and really trying to work to build the business in both areas. So specializing in client relationships, making sure that their journey with the projects they're working on with us is, you know, the best possible experience that can be had, but also looking at what other areas of the business that uh, that we can utilize to support clients in their journey to fundraising, to organizational growth, um, to philanthropic growth, um, um, and, and other aspects of the business that we work through. So, so what I would say is in, when it comes to um, client relationships, but also prospective relationships, that's kind of where I hang my, my hat. Um, but again, as a small organization, uh, you know, we work as a, as a collective to basically get everything done. Very good. And, and I mean, it sounds like a lot of what you're doing is about, you know, connecting with people or even bringing people together, you know, um, uh, your uh midday the the ceo does midday call himself yeah, CEO? CEO. Mm-hmm. CEO? Mm-hmm. yeah uh, you know as well really interesting guy but you guys seem to be about you know getting people to talk is this fair to say talk to people that they maybe wouldn't normally talk to and then you know making these these connections between people that you feel should be connecting to progress your values yeah i think i think it's important to 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 ignite conversations. And sometimes the conversations are difficult conversations, but those are the ones that need to be had. Um, so our our goal is to not shy away from those difficult conversations um, because they tend to be the most important. Um, and also giving voice and space to, to have conversations that we know need to be had and, and just aren't, aren't enough spaces um, available to do so. Um, yeah, I think, um, we like to make really key connections. Um, um, and if we can foster connections between other groups, we're happy to do that as well. Amazing. And, and a big part of that seems to be under this brand that I mentioned in the intro, Giving Black, you know, Giving Black is your annual event, Giving Black, you know, you also run a podcast around this. What, what, what could you, could you Talk to me like I'm not very bright. You know, I know that's I know that's really hard to believe. But imagine I know nothing. What? Tell me what giving black is and what this where this brand has come from. Yes, no, you're actually quite bright. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so giving black, it was really kind of um, you know we learned a couple of years ago. I'll be honest. I'll put my hand up and say um, wasn't aware of Black Philanthropy Month in August. And so recognizing that, and that was shortly after, um, I think it was t- maybe 2020, uh, uh, that year, recognizing that Black Philanthropy Month was August, Black Philanthropy Month was August. And so as a team, we said, well, you know, it would be great if we could do something for it. What that something was, we really didn't know at the time. But after a number of conversations and, and you know, kind of thinking it through, we said we could actually celebrate Black Philanthropy Month by creating a forum, Giving Black, um, that allows us to celebrate and draw on traditions of generosity among the continental Africans and Africans global diaspora, whether it be the Caribbean, Europe, Americas, UK, and across the world, and essentially wanting to create a space where we can gather as Black individuals, Black philanthropists, Black fundraisers, um, 
you know, focusing on the power of philanthropy or the power of generosity um, and being able to just create that space where diverse audiences, so it isn't just about having Black individuals come, but diverse audiences could come and engage and, and learn from each other, speak to each other, converse with each other. We, we thought that was an important space to create. So Giving Black really is a celebration of Black Philanthropy Month. And yes, it is an annual conference, virtual free conference um, um, that we put on. And this is our third year, third consecutive year. Wow. And, and I mean, it does seem like Black Philanthropy, Black Philanthropy Month is something, I mean, it's not really mentioned anywhere, is it? I mean, and, and you know, even within our sector, when you see people talking about philanthropy or you see conferences covering some of, some of the things around funders and things like that, they are predominantly, you know, it is white faces talking about it. And funders, especially, you know, when you're talking about corporate funders or, or foundations, it's very often white faces who have inherited money, wealth, power, leading those conversations. I mean, I'm, I'm not really aware of many other many other spaces where people are speaking about this stuff. I mean, from your point of view, is it was it a complete gap in the market or were there already voices that you looked up to and heard? I think perhaps in the Canadian market, there was, there was definitely a gap. I think what we saw was in the U.S. where they do celebrate and where I first saw Black uh, Philanthropy Month being celebrated is they're trying to definitely close the, the gap. So there are organizations for sure coming out of the U.S. that have conferences, um, webinars, uh, summits that focus on um, um, Black philanthropy. I am starting to see more of it in, in the Canadian market as well. But I, what I really see is most of the focus coming out of Black History Month, which is February. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, paying tribute to all of the, I would call, Blackness that is so important in Black um, History Month. But also... For us, just seeing there's so much more than that and having a specific focus on philanthropy, um, we thought was important, which is why Black Philanthropy Month and giving the Giving Black Conference coincide really well. Um, giving Black is, is an experience. It's a celebration. It's the way in which Black people have contributed philanthropically for years. Mm. And our that just defining philanthropy can be defined in so many ways to your point <clears throat> Simon about uh power wealth um and maybe even notoriety and knowing you know those kind of things exist in the world of fundraising and philanthropy um but i remember my first kind of view of philanthropy i didn't know that that was the word at the time because i was a child mm. my home being opened up to cousins or always having extra t-shirts and underwear and clothing that my sister and I were actually not allowed to wear, but my mother would always purchase because there was a, just in case somebody came by, we needed to have space for them. We needed to have clothes for them. Um, My mom used to do a lot of sewing uh, back in the day. So she was always stitching something for someone who was coming by, who had a job interview. Those kind of, I didn't realize that that was philanthropy. That was just, that's what you just do. So to me, I thought it was culturally, um, it was more of my culture. And then in speaking with other friends in my circle who are black, um, you know, recognizing it's just not a culture thing. This is more of like a, this is how we give back. 
this is how we give black, right? So, mm-hmm. so, so philanthropy and defining what that means uh, can have more, much more definitions than just power, wealth, and what I would suggest notoriety. Um, it's giving from your heart. If all you have is a dollar, you're giving 50 cents because you know you can share that wealth, right? Mm-hmm. Or gift. Um, so just kind of understanding that and understanding what philanthropy might mean to me or um, what being a fundraiser means is quite different from what other experiences might be. And I think just being able to share that um, in the space of Giving Black, the conference, but also the podcast itself. Um, the conference, you know, we've, we've, we've got a open discussion in certain areas of the conference where folks can, can, uh, participate. And we want to hear those stories of giving black, um, and then also carrying it on throughout the year through the podcast. We've invited a number of guests, including, um, uh, the right honorable Mikhail Jean, uh, two episodes we spent speaking with her about giving black and her experiences. Um, so it's just important to highlight, um, the importance of philanthropy and how it can be defined and perceived. I think that's really interesting because, yeah, I mean, when we when we talk about philanthropy or when people talk about philanthropists, it's very often the it's like the big name people mm-hmm. with the big checks with the big yes. photo shoots. Yes, but actually, yes. philanthropy is ingrained in in all of us in our day to day actions. And and I think you know when you talk about um, those traditions from continental Africans in Africa, it's it's you know, it's ingrained in a way that, you know, as, as a white person, you know, I don't see spoken about very often at, at events that I go to or events that I've seen run. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It, and it's, and it's, you know, perhaps hasn't been documented as much um, because we are used to telling our stories. Right. And so the storytelling is a way of getting that information out there. Um, what we have also done, though, is is begun to document some of that and create some research um, um, around it through our duality of giving, um, which was one of the first pieces that led us to the um, one of the first conferences that we did, uh, one of the first Giving Black conferences that we what we curated, um, having that research about um, reciprocity and the way in which we give back overseas. Um, also the correlation to what that means to us giving to charities. There's some really good information about how that works. Um, and it's just, it's, I don't think it's really talked about as mm. much um, yeah. to your point. You know, we think philanthropy, okay. Those big, really big names in the, but, but there's, there's a whole lot, whole lot more going on um, um, at different levels, I guess you would, would, would refer to it as. Yeah, I think that, I think that's part of the reason you know this event caught my eye was just because it was it was topics and speakers that really it was it was stuff I hadn't seen before and stuff that what wasn't out there before. Maybe you could talk to us a little bit about that kind of lineup and the speakers and the topics that you cover mm-hmm. when in your organization. How do you decide who's speaking? Are you are you talent scouting all year round, or oh, you know what 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 are you trying to bring to the table when you organize this event? Yeah, it's, 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 you know, we come to the table as a team with a bunch of ideas. We always, we always kind of think of what could we offer to the community that they'd really be interested in, but also what we think is, is needed. Like what, what, what are our associates and colleagues saying they want to hear about? Um, 
And I think in the first couple of years, we had conducted some research. So we were able to highlight that research within mm. the conference. Um, and so we've had lots of conversations, panels, um, you know, um, uh, uh, CSR and Jade. That was in our most recent, and Jade meaning justice, access, inclusion, diversity, and equity. We had just conducted, uh, well, we, we started the research. It's actually almost complete now. Um, um, and wanted to highlight some of the key findings based on um, our interviews and our surveys with folks in the CSR space and what they're seeing in relation to justice, access, inclusion, diversity, equity, policies, procedures, existing and non-existing. Um, we also think going back into our history is always really important. So highlighting the folks from Africville and having them come share their stories, their perception of giving black and what that means. History is so important and our elders are important. Um, so representatives from Africville, uh, this last uh, uh, giving black uh, conference was really important as well. And for us, just really being able to create a space for conversation. Um, so storytelling, again, is always key to, to the conference. We don't want to just share our stories. We want to create a platform for folks to share their stories as well. Um, and that carries on through the, the podcast as well. For how we curate speakers that's always that's always a good question we always come up with lots of ideas and you know jot them down um my colleague Mede has a great always has great ideas and and I guess because of his connections you know being in England here as well as um in in Africa um you know I always say oh somebody knows Mede somewhere like there's some kind of connection <laughs> Um, but he's got he's got great connections um, and it's based on really good relationships that he's built. Um, and then we look in our own networks and start to think about how we can incorporate our colleagues, family members, friends. Um, and in this last uh, conference that we had this year, we actually posed that question to participants. Are there areas that you would be interested in? in seeing us because we want to hear from you what excites mm -hmm. you uh so so there's a bunch of ways that we we are curating our our, our speakers and panelists and it, and it starts from the the day the conference ends it starts you yeah. know the next day it's it's yeah it's a it's a process for sure well um, well that i mean that question of putting it to your audience and actually saying you know what areas would you like to see covered it's kind of amazing how underused that is by event organizers you know that it's like we feel like we have to read the minds of the people that are coming to this or the people we want to come to this and actually one of the one of the best engagement tools we have is to actually ask them what they like to and then create the event around that exactly well you know in, in, in fundraising you say if you don't ask you you, you won't know right and if yeah. you, you don't ask you're not going to get the gift so if you don't ask your audience what it is they they want or potentially want to see, then you you you'll have to try to figure it out and read their mind. But it's a simple question. Yeah. So so we we certainly offered that um, post uh, conference the opportunity to folks to give us some feedback on what they would love to see. Yeah. Are there are there any any speakers over the last couple of years that on a personal level really stood out for you? Any sessions that you really 
stuck with um, it. Um, <clears throat> so you don't have to say your partner or anything like that. There are a couple. So, so, okay. So very personally, um, this past year, the, the folks from Africa, Phil, um, just the way in which they told their stories, it was just like, it was like sitting in your living room with your aunt and your uncle. And they were just like, sharing and schooling you on what really went down like that really um that that hit me here so much so that I actually want to um plan a trip out there like I really want to keep the family out there I'm really I'm sorry to interrupt but Mm -hmm. you know in terms of especially for people outside of Canada what is Africville so Africville right so it is it's what is referred to as a museum I guess um but essentially It's a story. And if you haven't heard the story, it's a story about a community in Nova Scotia. Essentially, they've created this um, museum that is located in, um, I believe it's Treaty One territory. I'm trying to remember that. Um, I have it right. I'm going to um, frantically Google while you, while you keep talking. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I think it's Treaty One territory in Nova Scotia. Um, but it, it, it's essentially about a small black community um, that is not as well known, um, but it's black settlers, um, which goes back to, you know, hundreds of years, essentially. Um, they lived in this community uh, and essentially the community was more like it was wiped out and they're trying to restore their history. And that's what this museum essentially is about. I hope I got all of that correct. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you to describe the details of another organization, but it's, it's, it's interesting because I mean, yeah, I mean, this is something that you know in Ireland, I don't think anyone would have heard of before, you know. And I think for a lot of a lot of people outside of Canada, this is something that's probably gone under the radar a bit. Yeah, and there, and you know, it's interesting because there are communities here that exist where um, you know hundreds of years ago, black communities exist, and there are some deep, deep stories, really important stories. Um, I can think of Windsor, Ontario, um, you know, Africville and Nova Scotia and a number of various places within Canada where, um, you know, our stories need to be told. Um, and I think it's important that this museum exists because it is a, like an artifact where we can now share this story. So it's part of my history and, um, and I, I want to make it a part of my kids' history um, but that session stood out to me a lot. The other ones that I that I really liked, um, we incorporate po- uh, poetry into our into our conferences, and so uh, Nicole's poetry always kind of hits home for me. Um, her background is Jamaican, so you know when she puts on the patois, my background is Jamaican, and I just gravitate to to that. Um, and we had a poet this year, uh, Randall, um, who. I found out more recently, uh, and so he's a lot younger than me, but we ended up going to the same high school. So he's from my area. You know, uh, I'm sure my friends, kids know him, but he's, he's, he's become such a, um, exciting, um, just really, it just, it's so great to see young people taking on this kind of leadership role. Um, Canada's first, Canada's first poet laureate. And just the way in which he articulates himself and carries himself 
um, he just got a, uh, a star, um, of Scarborough, which is our hometown. Like just seeing him do amazing things, but then hearing him speak at the conference really kind of just hit me here as well. I could probably say everybody. So like, there's just yeah. that, uh, uh, you know, I think this conference, this last conference really just for me, um, I guess because it's so recent, it just sits really well with me. Um, but lots of highlights throughout the years, for sure. Yeah, it's it's not fair of me to make you rank them. But I, <laughs> I, I mean, one of the things I loved you about I loved about the conference is, yeah, you did have poets and you did have storytelling, and it was like, you know, I think I think with virtual events, people sometimes defer to thinking of them as they're just webinars. It's just like here's my PowerPoint and here's my information, but it's actually, you know, we kind of refer to them as shows sometimes, and you're trying to entertain people engage people inform people you know you're trying to you're trying to make something for them that's really going to stand out and i think i think you did that really well in your event do you, do you like organizing virtual event do you um, like organizing this conference <laughs> you know what this conference <clears throat> i think just because of the way in which it's important to us i do enjoy doing it though our approach to it though um well my approach to it i should say for everyone is if I was throwing a party and I was having folks over, like how would I want this to be, to be done? Yeah. So that's how I look at it in, in approaching this um, conference for me, food, music, company, like those are the key things, right? The discussion's going to happen no matter what, because the folks that I invite, that discussion is just going to happen. And I think what we try to do is very similar, obviously without the food, um, but the the way in which we engage in a gathering is important in this conference because our goal is to invite folks into our home virtually. So we want to establish a level of comfort. We want folks to be free in their conversation um, or not. We just want folks to enjoy being in the space and then obviously learn something through our discussion. So that's that's our approach to it. And I think that's why I enjoy um um, putting it on. I, I love the idea that it's inviting people into your home a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, as much as, as much as I love in-person conferences as well, there, there is something different where an in-person conference, you're often going to like a, a conference room or a, you know, a hotel or an office, something a little bit stuffy, whereas mm-hmm. virtual, you can really bring people in to, you know, wherever you can put a camera. And, yes, and I think yes. you know it gives you an opportunity to get some really interesting speakers and and angles on on topics that have, might have already been covered in different ways. It's it's great. Yeah, we've we've you know we've talked about whether um, post COVID, although I think we're still in COVID, uh, whether you know we have an in person option. Like we've talked about it, but again, we posed that question to our audience what 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 would you like what do you think makes the most sense for us to continue and so far it's been it's been virtual um you know and and i think folks spoke to that in a way that it allows them to participate from their home um and it allows global participation so that's part of you know why we do it in the way that we do is is there a sense that it's it's a bit of a safer space as well to share sometimes. I mean, I know a lot, a lot of events that we work on sometimes it's, it's sometimes easier to secure speakers or attendees almost feel a bit more comfortable sharing their thoughts and their own stories because there's that level of not anonymity behind the internet, but just, you're just, you know, once removed, you're not, you're not sitting next to someone and actually having to say it to their face. It, it just maybe is a bit easier to say that sometimes. Do you feel that at all? I, I'm not sure. I would, I would hope that 
the space that we're creating, if it happens to be in person, there would be that level of comfort as well. Um, but I always, I always recognize uh, the personalities of everyone, you know, are different. They're, they're different. Um, so while others thrive in a group environment, you know, being amongst other others, uh, others thrive with, you know, kind of being on their own and, and opening up in that way. So I suspect that uh, virtual does impact the way in which we interact. Um, but I hope that it's the actual platform we are creating is what creates the, sp the safe space. That's that's mm -hmm. my hope. Um, but I do suspect, yeah, it's it's quite possible that the virtual space makes it a bit easier for some folks. Um, that makes sense. Well, what what is your what is your goal with this event? I mean, obviously, it, it in, enforces your values and gets you know the messaging of what you guys are trying to get out there. But as a, as a business, as agency, mm -hmm. as as a business, what do you what what do you gain from this? Because it's a free event. Yes, yes, and and honestly, it really is our way of creating space to have these kinds of conversations. Um, we don't necessarily see enough of this happening, and we want to be able to create a space that this happens on a continual basis. So the conference, um, you know, uh, it it's listening to stories, honoring, you know, culture and traditions of giving among Black people. Um, and we invite folks from everywhere to join us in celebrating um, Black Philanthropy, Black Philanthropy Month through the Giving Black Conference. Um, and with the podcast, just really being able to continually create a space that shares stories. And I don't know that I, a a podcast exists like that mm. where we are talking about black philanthropy. Mm. Um, so it was important for us to create the podcast to continue the conversation. Um, um, once a year in honor of black philanthropy month, we thought was a great start, but if we really are about promoting um, giving black or, or black philanthropy, and creating a space to talk about it, the podcast was really important for us to do as well. And, and just to, I mean, do it all year round. Like, as you say, it's an ongoing thing. And, and very often these kind of issues that you're talking about, they, you know, we shine a light on them once a year and all the companies come That's out and it. do their little official announcement and then scurry back into a cave for another year. So That's it. That's it. That's it. It is amazing to see it. And, and you're, you're, I mean, by the looks of it, you're building up a really amazing archive or you know catalog of these stories these recordings that people can work through or refer back to well that's the goal right and and you know if there are folks out there that feel like well hey i want to have this conversation um or be a part of the conversation then absolutely feel free to reach out to us again it's an open space for us to continue us as a community to continue the conversation um you know our ancestors provided us with our history and teachings through storytelling. So it's important for us to keep that going um, in today for, for our generation, but also for generations to come. Storytelling is powerful. Um, um, and once you hear that story, nothing can erase it. 
right? You can write it down and you know, maybe you lose your document, but once you hear that story, it, it, it's yours and it's yours to pass on. Um, so it's important for us to create a space to do that. It la- it lays eggs on your brain, doesn't it? The, it does. the right story, it just stays with you and sinks. It really you. does. And even if it's just parts of a story, right? Mm. Um, um, sharing stories and folks being able to say, hey, you know, I thought I was the only one. Actually, there's somebody else out there that 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 shares the same you know feelings and emotions and values in this incident that I do. I think that's important too, because often as Black people, when we're in uh, organizations, especially when we're in leadership roles, we are often the only person. Um, and so, a we don't necessarily have a space to you know share our stories, but being able to make connections through other means through the podcast, through the conference is always, is always a great, great thing. Um, so yeah, I think they're really important for us to just really be available for the community. I love it. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how, how you guys find the time to do this beyond all the agency, like core <laughs> business stuff. It's just, it must be nonstop. It, it, it's nonstop, but I think it's, it's, um, it's almost become part of our nature, right? So um, uh, important to us, relationships are important to us building relationships is important to us building lasting relationships is important to us but also connecting folks right so it's kind of just a part of our being yes it's work but it is definitely a part of our our nature Mm. well i think that for me it, it oozes that and i think like since meeting you guys and and having conversations with you guys it's it's like you can you can sense it off you, you know, this openness and this, this willingness to connect. And it's, it's, it's kind of one of the things I love about our sector is people are so generous with their time and thoughts mm. and just so willing to listen. And I'm really grateful. Well, I, I guess I'm really grateful that you come on the podcast and actually talk and share your story. So I really appreciate it. Can I, can I ask you the, the pun of giving black is that is that a you thing or is that is that something no, that's been around? I will, I will not. I will not take. Uh, um, uh, I won't say that it was me. No, and I don't know that it was coined by agency. To be honest with you, yeah, it may have been something one of us read somewhere in an art like, and so we we, yeah. I don't think it's something that we coined. I would never uh, uh, say that. Yes, we came up with that. Yeah. I've heard the term before somewhere. Yeah. Um, I, I actually don't remember where it was. And I don't know if I was the one who came up with the idea for the, the name of the conference. It may have been midday, but no, it isn't something that I, I won't take ownership. That's, that's fine. I just love a good pun. And I just, yeah. had that before. It, was, it was good. And you, I've noticed you even use it as just like part of a sentence. Like, well, yeah, because it's now become, you know, sort of how I, how I, how I think about things, you know, if I'm talking about black philanthropy, like, giving black like it just in my mind yeah. it just it makes sense so it works I yeah love it. It works. I love that. <laughs> brilliant well i would say to anyone who's listening to this then uh you know do check this out so first of all we've got the annual uh giving black conference which mm-hmm. as tracy said is free to attend um where's the best place to find that tracy so uh next year's conference well okay so we do have our website um we have agency.ca but also we have our giving black um, .ca website so you can find information there um, next year's conference 
2023 is in August again, and the actual date is August the 10th. Uh, we will likely have it from nine to one, similar to to this year. But you can mark your calendars for August tenth, twenty twenty three, nine a.m. If you're looking for previous um, conference videos, it's also found on GivingBlack.ca, um, and we're on Twitter and we're on uh, Instagram. Instagram is Agency Inc. Uh, uh, Twitter is Agency underscore Inc. Um, we are always sending information about the latest podcasts, um, information about what agency is kind of up to. So you can kind of connect with us in those, uh, locations. Brilliant. And we'll put the links into the, in the description of this podcast episode as well. If anyone's looking for them, I do highly recommend you check out the, the virtual conference because it's really interesting. And then of course the podcast, as soon as you uh, uh, switch off my nasally annoying voice i recommend you go look up a giving black episode because there's some great stuff in there and as i said a really really impressive catalog of of st stories and just conversations that i hadn't heard before just happening on over on your podcast so it, it's fantastic thank you simon thank you Appreciate you've done well tracy i love it i love it and i'm really looking forward to seeing um, what comes next i'm glad you guys have uh, uh or i've been able to to cross paths with you guys um mm. because you know um you know with lockdown i don't get to toronto as much as i sh as i should so next time go. i'm over there i will definitely be giving you a shout that sounds um, amazing tracy thank you so much for your time well done again and um and mind yourself take care of yourself thank you simon appreciate the invitation to have a chat with you uh take care best wishes with your son hope he gets well soon and uh, look forward to connecting with you at some point in the future. Thank you. Thank you.